Welcome, welcome, everybody. We are back here for the midweek bump, and we Woo-hoo! are excited. Um, so it's myself here, Pastor Dan, and I'm with Pastor Terry, lead pastor, and special guest Casey. Casey. <laughs> Man, I don't have any yeah. fancy title; just your boy. You're now, special. He, now that's, you're, that is your title. He's you're, special. How do you pronounce your last name? Salee. Salee. Salee is what I've always been pronouncing <laughs> Dude, it. So I, I apologize. I my whole life, <laughs> my last name Pastor has been Dan. Pastor Dan Sully. has been butchering last names <laughs> yes. for a hot minute around this joint. All in high school. It was yeah. always when they announce you at the sports games, Casey yeah. Sally, Saley, Sully. It's like <laughs> yeah. nobody ever just got it right. Like, Saline solution. No. Dude, I get I get uh is this Mr. Garnett? I'm like, where do you see an N <laughs> anywhere in this? <laughs> it's just blending in. The letters are just blending in. I uh, see I'm used to it with my last name Lacella, so I always would get like Lacella or yeah. Lacella and this and that. And I'm like, no, it's it's Lacella. You know, <laughs> you know what one ticks me off, dude? <laughs> my daughter Jillian, and they call her Gillian. I'm like, how many Gillians have you met? Great like I know zero Gillians. Gillians. Yeah, no, you know zero Gillians. How many Gillians you know? Oh, hundreds. Okay, thank you, Captain yeah. Obvious. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Well, anyways, we are we are here to talk about Easter Sunday, which is super exciting, and that was an amazing Sunday. And so we're just going to recap it and talk about maybe what God was doing, and and just I don't know some things that maybe. Uh, you as the listeners maybe um, weren't there for or or missed out on or whatever. Uh, so we want to talk about it and just kind of give God the glory. Yeah, you know what? And and more than just more than just Fusion Lexington, uh, it was a great day at Fusion Lexington. It was a great day at Fusion Madison and Fusion Delaware. But more than all that, I don't know if you guys watched. Man, there were there are just churches all over the state. Yeah, and I'm sure all over the country mm-hmm. where God just did amazing things. This mm-hmm. week, and, and uh, I know that uh, a church at Casey's connected to in Lima had like 150 salvations. Wow. That's yeah. amazing, man. It is. That's amazing. And, and like some of the churches around here, just like some of the things that God did in, in people's lives, man, God's just on the move, and it's really cool to see. You yeah. know what I mean? It really is. Yeah, it's definitely happening. There's definitely, uh, I don't know, I just feel like, I mean, ever since like COVID and stuff, it's just... You kind of see it's been ramping up, and I mean, with the breakouts happening at like Asbury and, and mm-hmm. different colleges all throughout, man, there's such a hunger right now in our exactly. nation um, uh, of people wanting and understanding there's more to this life than what just our eyes can see. And uh, and so I just feel like there's a lot of hunger and stuff being yeah. built out there, and I think that churches are 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 doing the best they can to to incorporate that and to make sure the gospel is being sent out because um, there's just so much confusion out mm-hmm. there. And yeah. the thing about Easter is it's just strictly Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus crucified and him resurrected. And, you know, yeah. that's all the apostles and everybody preached. And just in, nowadays you can just get people want to throw around so many word salads and all yes. these <laughs> biblically undoctrinal sermons, you know, that are just yeah. like make you feel good. It's like... It's crazy what happens when we come together one at least one day a year and we just preach Jesus, Jesus crucified, Jesus resurrected, because that's what it's all about. You know, that's all yeah. the apostles preach. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. The story doesn't need rewritten. Exactly. You know what I mean? It doesn't need it, added It's powerful. It, it carries need... itself. Exactly. Yeah. The gospel is complete. Yes. Yeah, no, totally. It's the story that changed the world. Exactly. And um, there's actually a good book called How Jesus Changed the World. I actually gave the whole youth a leadership team. 
And uh, and it, it has a lot of the history of the early church, like before, like Catholicism and all of that got in, incorporated around in the 400, you know, AD. But in those first couple hundred years, like it really goes in depth in it. But then also how the early Christians in the first 1,000 years, you know, after Christ's death, how because of the inspiration of Christ and his changing power in the hearts how they change the world that we know today. Our world today is fully impacted because of followers of Christ and ultimately because of Christ, mm-hmm. such as our school systems, our our um, hospitalization, um, you know, all those kinds of adoption agencies, foster care, all of that was exactly. rooted in from the church. Uh, the world before never knew of these things as far as, uh, you know, hospitals, um, a public school education kind of thing, and, and uh, like I said, the, the foster care system mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's really so cool. those were all things that were really inspired, um, you know, in the West, yeah, from the church uh, to make it free, to make it available, and uh, yeah, all stem from the cross. Yeah, yeah, all stemming, all just fruit of that actual yep. gospel message. Yep. It doesn't need no new revelations. It's just yeah, it is what it is, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, yeah, so. Uh, you know, it's kicking off on Sunday. I I don't know. It was just good weather. Good good seeing everybody. Everybody's dressed in their Easter finest bro, and uh, seeing a lot of great faces. And I walked in cool. here, man. I walked in here amped, bro. Yeah. I, I like I walked in and I I could hear like the worship team practicing and yeah. You know, it's I don't know, man. Like I hope I never get to the place where I've been in ministry so long, or that I get desensitized that. I walk through the door of the church and I'm like this pretty much every Sunday. Yeah. And I think to myself, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to do this. I don't have to be a pastor. I I get to do this and right. And uh walking in and seeing seeing all my friends getting ready to roll and and the baptism tank getting ready to mm. to to have have fresh lives dunked <laughs> in there and Yes. Man, I I just came in dude like amped. I was like God's about to do something and and God obviously doesn't didn't disappoint. Right. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, me and Casey, we were just we were kind of being flies on the wall, capturing mm-hmm. pictures and people talking. It was just you could just tell the atmosphere. It was just man, it was it was light. It was it was pleasant. It was just it was just good to be in the house of God. And um, you know, so I don't know. There was just an expectation. Well, speaking of pictures, Casey, did you get any of me smiling this time? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, to all you guys confused right now, there's this ongoing battle of getting a picture of PT looking happy as he talks to people. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's involved in the conversation every time, and he's speaking good things. He just also my, looks like he wants to punch you. In your it's face. it's my listening and it's my listening and uh, concentrating face. You know, but it sure do, does look like rele- I'm ready to hurt somebody. We should release like a little like reel. It's like a compilation of all mm. the mean mugs that I've caught you on. All Dude, year. let's yes. do it. Let's do it. That would be <laughs> so hilarious. Everybody can see what we're talking about. <laughs> That'd be I, so funny. I was first brought to the attention of this by uh, Pastor Kate, who's the executive pastor at Fusion Madison. Yeah. We were shooting a video, <laughs> and I was listening to somebody talk, and I was just concentrating <laughs> on listening to them, and she's like, we get done. And it, I thought the video went great. We get done. I walk up to her, and she goes, <laughs> Are you mad at him? <laughs> I'm like, no, why? She's like, because you look like you were going to rip his arms off and beat him with them. I'm like, no, I just, I was listening. Mm-hmm. That's great. That would be, that's uh, because I could just see the the video of that. Just like the camera's just zooming in on people's face. And, <laughs> and I'm just, just staring he's at just him. just like, this guy's just talking about something that's so passionate. And he's just like giving him this, like this dead stare, like nodding his head. Like, yes. That's exactly what it is, man. Yeah. It'll be like a little old lady trying to talk to him. And he's just... 
Yeah. Mean yeah. mugging. I'm just listening, I yeah. swear. <laughs> Does your pastor look at you like how he would look at the devil? No. It's just so funny. But anyways, no, it was, yeah, it was great. I think, you know, just when the body comes together and we come expecting, mm-hmm. um, expecting God to move, uh, I, it's, it's so important to come with that. And, and it, because your, your perspective, you're anticipating, you are believing in your heart that God's going to move. And, and it's all rooted in faith. Uh, yeah. We're not seeing anything. It's not like we're, you know, all of a sudden we're just seeing, you know, angels uh, were showing up in the lobby. And I, you know, I mean, that'd be great. But I'm just saying, though, like, you know, you're coming in expecting it. It's it's a room full of chairs. But the difference is, is when the when people are there expecting and believing and loving Jesus, uh, his presence always shows up. You know, mm-hmm. He inhabits yeah. the praises of his people, Psalms 22.3. And it's just, a, so that's just a huge thing. So I love that. I love that because Easter kind of comes with that built-in expectation yes. that God's going to do something amazing. It's great to see everybody. And, uh, and and even those that we haven't seen for a whole other year prior to <laughs> since last Easter, but it's they're still expecting though like a you know to hear the message they're still expecting to see something. Um, and we've done well. This is our second year doing baptisms. Yeah, we did we did it first for the first time we did last year, and I don't know. I just felt like it was so powerful. Yeah, and so we did it again this year, and I I, I don't know. I'm open to doing it again next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we baptized like. 30 people, we had 25 signed up. Yeah. And um, we'll talk, I guess we can talk more about that later, but it was, man, just a, just, just a powerful moment. I, I just felt like we had a jam packed day from, from beginning to end. It was like drinking from a fire hose. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I just wondered how many of the people that like are not used to being in church or I know that there were some who came who were from different kind of church backgrounds mm-hmm. where they're not, kind of as expressive as we are. Sure, yeah. Um, more liturgical, and I was just like, well, hold on to your seat, guy. I hope th- <laughs> I hope you're going to survive this day, because, like, it, it was yeah. it was fire the whole day, like, just from from beginning to end, I thought, like, I felt like, so. Yeah. No, it's, a, no. It, it, yeah, it was great. And I, so, like, um, so your message more, mm-hmm. um, what was kind of some of the backstory with that, or how you got the theme kind of, I just, um, as I was uh, praying about it over over the you know couple months, I guess it would have been a couple months ago. Um, that that word just kept coming to me, and and uh, yeah, I mean we all want more, but also I think that that the Lord is is way more than than we expect, you know, and and um, and so that was kind of the idea was like whatever you're looking for, He's more than that. Yeah, you know, and I think so often. Uh, we just think too small when it comes to God. In fact, I used a quote. I don't know if you guys caught it, but I, um, it was something the Lord gave me, but that we take a microscopic view of a telescopic God. Mm. And a microscope is used to view something, take something that's small and make it even smaller. And and uh, a telescope is, is used to view something astronomically larger. And, and we look at God who is a big, big God. And... We, we look at him through this microscope where we just make his ability to impact people's lives so small. And that's not who he is, you know? Yeah. And um, did that make sense to you guys at all, that quote? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah I there's, there's two different ways of viewing things. And, uh, and I think that that's, no, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think with God being, <laughs> there's another side to like God being big and powerful and people forgetting it. It's like, I feel like a lot of people want to get caught up in like the 
the mercy and the grace and everything of Jesus, but they forget how infinitely powerful and massive he is and how, honestly, the thought of that should, like, make you tremble. And it's like, before the earth was Jesus, like mm-hmm. the Trinity was, yeah. and after us, it will be. And, like, they don't need anything from us. They were, but yet they chose mm-hmm. to have this life with us. And I just think that's something that gets so overshadowed by, like, this... uh this new type of Jesus that gets put out there that's not the true Jesus. It's like, yeah, Jesus is love, Jesus is mercy, Jesus is grace, all that, but also said, yeah. I'm going to come and I'm going to divide a mother you know, a mother from a father and I'm going to split everything and I'm going to... It's like either you come to me or you spend an eternity in uh, weeping and moaning and gnashing of teeth, you know? So yeah, right. it's like he's a massive God and you can't, like you said, you can't lose sight of how massive he is or else you're going to mm-hmm. fall into a pit of self-pity for yourself, you know? You got to have a sense of awe. Yeah. You got to have a sense of awe and wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and that's that's the thing. Like reverence. There's a phrase, and that phrase is familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you become really familiar with something, um, it begins to lose uh, gravity and value in your eyes. And and I, I think the crazy thing is, when it comes to the Lord, the more familiar I grow with Him, the the greater the amount of awe I have in Him. You know what I mean? It 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 goes the other way. Like <laughs> yeah. as I as I you know like as I get to as I get to know you and you guys better. You know what I mean? I could I could easily just become comfortable with you, but when it comes to the Lord, mm-hmm. the more I know about Him, the more in awe I am of Him. Right. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you guys get to know me, and you see all the all the flaws, and and pl- there are plenty there. You see all the struggles, and you see you see the chinks in the armor. But but when you get closer to the Lord, all you see is just how in awe you are of Him. Right. And how amazing he is. And so that that's what I was just trying to say was like we whatever you think about God, you're thinking too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, he he's above everything and outside of everything that he's created, or else then he can't be creator. Right. So he's outside of time, space, and matter, you know, and so everything within it, you know, he is above it and over it. And uh yeah. and so yeah, just how massive that is, the whole universe, you know, literally you know, fits in his hand is, you know, it's like he's above and beyond it. So it, when you really understand that he's timeless, never had a beginning, always was, that always, oh, it always tricked me out when I was a kid. I was like, wow, there's like no beginning. Like it just on and on always was, and just was, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like, whoa, you know, it's just kind of trippy to think about because we think so chronologically, you know, cause that's the, we were born into time, you know, right. born into time, space and matter. So we try to define things outside of that within that prerogative. And so it'll always be limited. It'll always be kind of distorted in a way because it's like looking through a a foggy window, um, you know, really. And then not until we're truly with him in glory are we really fully going to understand just the cosmos of it and the the eternity um, aspect of everything. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, it's. A, I think that's a beautiful part. I think it's beautiful to have faith and to uh, of things hoped for and substance of things that are not yet seen, and uh, so I think it's yeah. No, I think it's important to have that view and just know that mm-hmm. he's bigger than anything you could think of yeah. <laughs> or seen. It's like a reverence. Or experience. Yeah. yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. reverent. Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and churches now like I I see like and I don't want to harp on this because there's so much more we could talk about today. But I don't sure. like I see people wearing shirts like. Do you ever see this shirt of somebody said like Jesus is my homie? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like shut up. Yeah, Jesus isn't your homie. Jesus <laughs> is your Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Sure. Like he's yeah. he's not he's not your dude. He's not your guy that <laughs> hangs out in your mom's basement. You yeah. know, playing Halo with you. Do people still play Halo? Is that still a thing? I, I, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 
Madden. All right, or Call of Duty or whatever. To Madden, Madden, the only yeah. game I can actually play because Fortnite. I, if I play a war game, I always end up just bumping into walls the entire time. But gotcha. he's not that guy. Yeah, Jesus is your Lord. He is your Savior. Sure. He is the King of Kings and the Lord yes. of Lords. And whatever you think of him, you're thinking too small. Yeah. Well, and that's I think that's one of the things I've heard some preachers say, and they're accurate. Is uh, we love Jesus as the as the kid loving uh, lamb, you mm-hmm. know. But then you know what Jesus when he comes, it's not coming as the gentle lamb. He's coming as the wrath of the lamb. So you got to mm-hmm. understand there is a it's going to be a completely polar different picture from what you see meek and mild Jesus to then warpath Jesus. Yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. on the warpath to eradicate evil against the devil and the the, the powers and principalities and those that choose to follow that. Um, so they ain't, they ain't ready for white horse Jesus. Yeah, you ain't you ain't ready for the, the tattooed up Jesus with uh, you know King of Kings Lord of Lords tattooed on his thigh and a, and a flaming sword, and uh, you know the army behind him, which is mostly going to be the believers that were before the martyrs, the people. Yeah, it that says that gone. the martyrs are stored under the spirit of the martyrs are stored under the throne of God, and that yeah. they will be his escort back down. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to Ugh. be... Uh, that didn't terrify you in a sense of respect? Like, <laughs> I don't know what will. Well, like, and it says... And terrifying. You know, yeah. when it talks about, like, those days, it talks about, like, the great and and terrible or awful day of the Lord, like, and that's... The wrath of Yes, the like, it is, it, it is... It's like this double-edged sword, man, and, and yeah. people don't realize that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, the is seals it, breaking are actually just craziness yeah. happening, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's God's judgment. Like, it never goes... Like, it never doesn't yeah. happen, you know, whether it's not in your time. It's like, it's funny, like, even, like, Hosea 8, 7, like, it says they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. Like, the, like, for people who don't know, like, Hosea in that is, like, rebuking Israel mm-hmm. because yeah. they're um, they're seeking help from the Assyrians, which is yes. simple in God's eyes. Uh-huh. And it says, oh, you're sowing the seed of sin by seeking help for Assyria, you're going to reap the whirlwind. Guess what happens a few chapters later? Assyria absolutely mops them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and right. it's like, it's like his judgment... His judgment happens, and like yeah. you can't outrun it. So, like that's what yes. I say. All that, not so you can go tremble in fear, but like you almost <laughs> should tremble in fear. You know, you should not, like, a, not a bad place to start. Yeah, exactly. Tremble yeah. in fear. I mean, every person that ever stood before God in the mm-hmm. Old Testament and New fell flat on their face immediately. So it's like you should tremble in fear of God, but like not to drive you away from Him, but like yeah. out of respect, reverence, and all of Him. And that's why that's why I chose that scripture, that Hosea scripture, was was because. You know, so often we think the things that we're doing are so minuscule. Yeah. But but what comes what comes after it? Because God is a multiplier, and if you're doing good, God multiplies that good. Yeah. But if you're doing bad, God multiplies that bad that that comes yes. back. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um. It just to me, I I it just yeah, it scares me. It it definitely does, but in the right way. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it scares it, you good. That's the the, well, the fruit of it, you know, the fear of the Lord, the fruit of it is that somebody then who wants to, you know, be close and wants to, you know, follow in line and follow after Jesus and and, and, and not do the opposite. And, and that's the thing, like, uh, there's a thing called the Basic Series. I think it's on, like, Right Now Media. You can get it on DVD. Francis Chan's Basic Series. Yeah, yeah, it's Francis really Chan. good, man. It's His really first good. lesson is fear, the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yep. And uh, so you can't be wise, you can't, you know, and true wisdom obviously go, always lead to Jesus, always going to lead to God. And so you can't fully be there unless you have the fear of the Lord, which is also, you know, another way of understanding humility. Like, I fear God, not because I'm like, 
uh, you know, just like deathly afraid all the time, but like I fear him, yeah, with with trembling. I work out yeah. my salvation with fear, I fear and trembling. The fact that he controls my eternity, you know yes. what I'm saying? And it's like it's final. Yeah, like he wants me to spend eternity with him, but he's sovereign and he's just, yeah. you know. He he's he's faithful to his word, you know. Yeah. And yeah, No, that's exactly, exactly it. And and he did say that in that lesson, what you said, Casey. Mm-hmm. He said every time someone even just either met uh, you know, an angel or somebody in the full on glory they fell down, they like fainted or they were right. trembling and they were on the, it isn't like this, oh, I just like have a healthy respect for God. Yeah, no. That is not the actual translation necessarily. That is because every time in scripture, it's actually not meaning that. It's talking about the fear of understanding just how powerful, how holy, how set apart, mm-hmm. how perfect yeah. is, it is. It's so intense. I mean, look at Isaiah. I mean, woe is me for I'm unclean. I mean, he was saying mm-hmm. I need to die because yeah. I can't live my life knowing I've seen the yeah. the glorious king, you know, but then yeah. obviously you know the rest of the story. Right. But yeah, like that's the like the re- like the word that I've never uh-huh. been able to shake in my life is just reverence. It's like right. yeah. just revere him, like everything about him, like right. just like in a in a respectful way, you know, not a bad way. Like he doesn't no his perfect love casts out all fear, but yeah. Like there's a good fear that comes from fearing you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there there's two types of fear for sure. There's the fear mm-hmm. of the Lord and there's the fear of man. The, mm-hmm. the fear, of the, and so perfect love casts out all the fear of man yep. and the fear of this world and what it can do for you and this Amen. and that. But the fear of the Lord is a healthy thing uh, to have, and and so uh, the beautiful thing though is this: is that because of what Jesus has done and his, his sacrifice, everything that he's did that we celebrate on Easter. Beautiful thing is then it also says, you know, in Scripture that you can come boldly before the throne yeah. uh, because of his sacrifice, and so it's mm-hmm. like that intensity, yes. But then whenever we stand before him, it's going to be that cool like thing. And then Jesus comes alongside you like, ah, but he's one of mine. Like I've, I've covered him in my blood. He's, mm-hmm. you know, and then God mm-hmm. sees you as Come he on. sees his son. Yeah. So it's a, there's that beautiful reminder. You know, it comes yeah. full circle, but yeah, you exactly. have to have that, that, you have to have that fear of God to have the then beginning of wisdom to understand mm-hmm. um, just what he's done for you and who he is. And then obviously wisdom will always lead you to do the wise thing, which is follow God. Follow right. Jesus. Amen. Yeah. That's right. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, point two there, the, uh, the Jesus consistently does more than people expect of him. I think that was, that was good, especially sometimes when we don't, our eyes don't see maybe some things that maybe God's doing that are above yeah. and beyond. And we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, th- this is, and, you know, the guy, the guy preaching this word right now actually has a daughter who just spent, I didn't get to do last week's podcast because my little girl, was in the hospital, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, diagnosed with, with all kinds of things and, and, um, it's been painful and it's easy for, for somebody going through something like what we're going through right now to, to, you know, lose sight of that. But in spite of that, this is what I know to be true of God, that people consistently hope for one thing out of God. Yeah. And he brings so much more. Than that, and uh, and we used actually two two stories in in, in the scripture of um, the first one was a paralytic. The paralytic came, uh, his friends you know carrying him and and set him down, and all he wanted was to be able to walk. Can you imagine being this dude his whole life looking for somebody who could help him walk? That's yeah. it. That's all he ever wanted. Everybody else able to walk around, get a job, do things for themselves. This guy has to be carried by his friends on a bed all day long. Yeah. Can you imagine mm-hmm. in your mind? I, I don't know. I don't know if you go there, but as I read these things, I start envisioning like he he goes. You know, so so here here's a prophet 
take me to that prophet. Maybe, maybe God will use him. Sure. Take me to this doctor. Take me over here. Hopefully, maybe, just maybe, God can do something. Yeah. And I love in this moment, he comes to Jesus and he's like, all I want is healed. That's it. And Jesus says, not only am I going to heal you, I'm also going to forgive you of your sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he came hoping for a healing. And Jesus said, not only that, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Jesus was more than that guy ever expected him to be. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's such a beautiful moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, Jesus was thinking way bigger than this kid was. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously in the in the scripture there he is, he's like, well, what's harder, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he, he's kind of letting him know he's obviously the, the greater, more, more important thing, because people have been healed miraculously in the Old Testament, yes. you know? And uh, but as far as for anybody in the Old Testament to say, oh yeah, your f- sins are all completely forgiven. They're like only God can do only that. God can do that. So that's the harder thing. But he said, well, what's harder for your eyes to see? And they're like, well, to see this man come up and walk. But I love that he led first with the sin part, right? Because he's like, that's the biggest need right now exactly. is that he's saved and that he would have cleanse of his sins, mm-hmm. regardless of this. Because our life right now is like a vapor. It's it's like a yeah. here one second gone the next. And you take that versus eternity, and our minds can't wrap around that. But like, man, when you see eternity and that you're gonna have the breakthrough, you're gonna yeah. be able to walk or whatever, have a thing. So he's like, I'm more concerned about your sins than I am necessarily exactly. about this. And then I love that he, <laughs> and then he's just like, well, what's harder then? They're like, well, for him to get up and walk, because that would be like miraculous, you know, that'd mm-hmm. be crazy. And he's like, all right, get up and walk. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. his his healings, his miracles, and his ministry of Jesus was all proof shooting back yes. to the fact that I have the authority that I'm God and that I have the thor- the authority to forgive sins. Mm. And so every time someone gets healed in the Bible, it is like it's also saying and and fortifying Jesus' ministry that he is uh, able to forgive sins yeah. and, and I think, cleanse the world of sins. And I think the the idea of him bringing up the sin first is so huge because nowadays. Um, like we're looking into like the time that we live in, it's like people, when it comes to the topic of healing, it's all like this, like name it, claim it, like you, mm-hmm. you are, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but like the thing with healing is, and it's a hard line to balance and I've been on both sides of it. My sister was miraculously healed and then I watched people pass away that I love, you know, I've been on yeah. both sides of it. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, is like, like this, the cross and the forgiveness of sin yeah. is enough. God could never look at us again and it's enough and he should be praised forever and never, never. But like this says that he does more than like what we expect of him. So he sometimes, if it's within his will, he will heal, you know? And then sometimes he's also sovereign. Sometimes it's not within his will to get healed. And I just think people can lose sight of that, you know, because, but he addresses the sin first and like the cross is enough. And we still believe in healing. We believe for healing, but like it's the idea of the atonement of sin is everything. Cause you know, like the the fact that we are forgiven of our sins is the ultimate healing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. we no longer have to fear death. It's like that's eternal life. So no matter what comes to this in this life, yeah, like that's the ultimate healing. And if he goes, if he decides to continue forth, then Amen. I've been on that side. It's yeah. the best thing in the world. You know? Yeah. It's right. like this guy came expecting a really important thing. Yeah. And Jesus is like, I'm going to introduce you to the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then in the middle of the most important thing the really important thing will be taken care of as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And that's what I love to see God do, man. He, 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 you think, you know, and that's the other thing is that we think we know how God's going to do what God does. 
It's never how you think. No, it's never how you think (laughs) it's going to happen. Never how you think it's going to happen. Never in a million years. We we draw out this mind map of how we think it's going to all happen, and and it never plays out that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we think we have much. We think we know how. (laughs) We're like, oh, God, we just do this, that, that. And he's just like, bro, Mm -hmm. lay back for a second and watch. Because he's inexhaustible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing surprises him. The other one that yeah. we use, man, we talked to, you know, so so there was this moment with him. But just just in just when you look at the idea of what happened with Jesus and what they what the disciples were expecting. And um you know the the idea that that there would be this Messiah that would come and he would be he would be this mil- great military leader and great yeah, political right. like restructuring of the people of Israel would be in power. And you look at it they they've waited for this through through the Babylonian times where where they were where they were enslaved in, in Babylonian um, land. Yeah, uh, that would be called Babylon. <laughs> um, Babylonian, Babylonia, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Then, then then you got you got yeah. Egypt. You yeah. know. Yeah. And you got you're in Egypt and you're enslaved and and then now the Romans are coming and they're imposing their will over the entire world. Right. They're they're running they're running the show everywhere. And, and if you if you look at it, man, that these guys have been wishing and hoping for the same thing for 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 centuries, hoping that this Messiah would come, and 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 in a true show of power, come and completely change the tables, reverse the tables, so that the people of Israel are now the ones in charge, and that's what they think is going to happen. Yeah, and that's not what Jesus did. No, no. You know, he like we like you said earlier, the more important thing. He's yeah. here for the more important thing. Yeah, that's an issue, but persecute he's promises persecution our whole life, not just from Rome. So but the important matter is yeah. the eternity of our souls and that we are in an inescapable death pit pretty much. And yeah, just the more like you said earlier, but the more important thing. Yeah. He reveals the more important thing. Mm-hmm. Really if you and you know, if you look at it, it 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 is you know, they were expecting him. To save them, to rescue them from from Rome, yeah. But Jesus came and He said, "I'm, I'm going to save you and rescue you from your sin." Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow, how big is that, man? Mm-hmm. Like they thought they thought we would get this military leader who would just be, you know, who would take us to whatever it is that we wanted to do. But Jesus, is like, no, you're thinking too small. Yeah, I'm bigger than that. Yeah. And I'm going to come and I'm going to take on a form that you didn't expect me to take because, again, God's inexhaustible and we think we know how he's going to do it and, and he never does it the way we think he's going to do it. Yeah. He takes on the lowly form, form of a servant, takes on the punishment of a thief, goes to death, even the death of the cross. And in the middle of all this, all their hopes and all their dreams all go away because there's no way this guy is ever going to become the military leader we need him to be. Mm-hmm. And yet, in the middle of that, the curtain rips in half. The temple veil yep. rips in half. And here we are. Every man's sin has just been paid for mm-hmm. once oh, and wow. for all. Amen. For all eternity, Yeah, Jesus became sin so that we would know no sin. And now, here we are. Yeah, he didn't rescue us from the Roman Empire, but he rescued us from the tyranny of hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, his mind is on the eternal level, and yeah. no matter how hard we try, like you were saying earlier, Dan, like our yeah. mind just is Can't literally comprehend. like there's no possible way for our brain to comprehend it, and nope. that's 
No. And it all goes back to just lean on his understanding and not your own, you know? You have yeah. to. Well, and that's, uh, you know, uh, just as, as us talking, you know, it's like the whole concept of like, you know, you were a slave to sin, mm-hmm. you know, and Jesus was the ultimate liberator from yourself, your flesh, and your sin. And that Amen. that is what was, that's the true tyrant was sin, mm, and right. that has enslaved humanity. And Jesus was here for humanity. And, and Israel kind of had too much of a, a nationalism view of Israel because it was all about Israel in their book. And that's why they viewed, well, we need a general. We need like a Maccabean mm-hmm. general during the, when the Greeks were in charge of them and when they were uh, doing the Hellenization, you know, of the Jews and stuff like that. The, you know, that was they wanted the same kind of general to come in yeah. with the Romans. Um, but, you know, God... They forgot that God was the creator of all mankind, yes. and they forgot some of the promises given to Abraham, because they forget Abraham actually was a Gentile. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's from, yeah. you know, Ur, which is like over there in like where, uh, where like Babylon was. Exactly. And, and some of them. And so... Home out of his land. Yeah. yeah. So Mesopotamia and all that is where, where he was. And so it's like up north, it'd be like upper Iraq right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, is where he's from. So he's not, you know, it was like he was just a man and had a relationship with God. And so that was kind of the whole thing. When people they forgot, and so because they forgot and got so nationalistically minded yeah. that they kind of put Israel first before, and they weren't really getting the whole concept that really mm-hmm. all because they kind of lost that they were actually supposed to be the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Israel was in the Old Testament. Yeah. Started so looking inward. Started looking inward and looking at them as as a nation first before their actual God given commission as His people was for God's purposes, not for their own purposes. So it's an interesting thing uh, when you when you look at that and and to be leery of of that where you think because you're part of a nation or or to get so caught up in that kind of thing instead of getting a part of what God's intention, what His commission is, mm-hmm. and that He really wanted to rescue all humanity, and so they wanted they wanted Him to come in and destroy the Romans, and God's like, no, I'm going to come in here and love the Romans. I'm going to come in here and love those yellow uh, dressers. Because if I can free them from their slavery to sin, mm-hmm. then they could be your brothers and sisters, you know, in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. and be their brothers and sisters as because as, I am grafting in the Gentiles in with the Jews yeah. to their Hebraic heritage through Abraham, who was also a Gentile, who became righteous because of his faith in yeah. me. And I, because of my promise to him, said I would make a, you out a great people. Dude, um, and that all so, the nations would be and, our, and yeah. our finite minds cannot grasp that infinite vision, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until he, until the act of ultimate love is carried out, and he and he dies on the cross, and three days later yeah. raises again. We can't envision that in our mind. How on earth that could a- actually be possible until he does it and shows us? Yeah, you know the o- the only way is by the Spirit. Right, the Spirit will lead you into all truth. Yep, and that's why you don't see it shift until the day of Pentecost. After all of that, even walking with God for three and a half years, the disciples were still missing it. They still mm-hmm. thought something's going to happen, and then when he died, they were mm-hmm. just like all hope was gone. And then even when he said, "Peter I was leave you. going back looking for fishing nets," and Matt yeah. was, Matthew was looking for his tax collector book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it is. It's interesting. It's a. It's an amazing thing was going on when you sit and just meditate right. on all that was going on there. And what mm-hmm. Jesus was trying to stand for. Yeah, and you know, no matter no matter what the geopolitical landscape was looking like, the fact of the matter was this: Jesus was more than they expected. Yeah, you know, and uh, and so like when we ended the message, and I didn't preach very long this time, but 
we just ask kind of what what are you expecting in Jesus? Oh, and yeah. if you're you're listening to this maybe for the first time, I think it's I think it's really important for you to ask yourself what what am I expecting from Jesus? You know, for me, when I first came to Jesus, I, I don't, you know, and I know that we're running low on time, so I don't want to spend too much time on that. I, I was expecting not a whole lot, really. I was expecting to shut my family up and have them leave me alone and stop asking me to come to church. <laughs> then I came face to face with a Savior, and what I was expecting wasn't what I got. It was so, so, so much more. Yeah. And um, and and wrecked my life and changed it forever. And, and uh, man... Um, so whatever it is that you are are expecting, I promise you, if you'll meet him where he's at, Jesus is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and that's and then so we talked about that and and you know, if like if you're looking for peace, he's the prince of peace. If you're looking for forgiveness, he he casts your sin to the sea of forgetfulness. If you're looking for salvation, he he's the author and finisher of your of your faith, your all sufficient savior. If you're looking for your purpose, he is your destiny. He is he's the author and finisher of your faith. Like that's who yeah. he is. Right. And yeah. um and and so that was kind of where where we kind of left it with the message. And uh, we did have some people raise their hand to give their life to the Lord. That was really awesome to to watch and yeah. and see that people were, you mm-hmm. know, I, I want I want this for my life because yeah. He is more. Right. But my favorite part was what came after, and that was the baptisms. Oh yeah. And what yeah, I great. think that question, what I like when I see like what are you expecting from Jesus, what it like leads me to, and I hope it leads everybody else to, is like a secondary question. It's like what are you expecting from Jesus? You get all this because he's more than we can imagine, like you've been saying. But also ask yourself, like, what is Jesus expecting from me? And, mm-hmm. like, I need yeah. to do, I need to strive my best to live a holy life, live mm-hmm. by his statues, do my best, like, practice, like, keep purity, you know what I'm saying, and, like, yeah. repent of my sins. And I just think because, like, oftentimes people want to, like like I was saying earlier, like, yeah. and how you were saying earlier, we want to get caught up in, like, the the lowly lamb, you know, that Jesus yeah. is, and we forget that one day you're going to stand before a judgment seat, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, just I hope that people, you know, and dang, you said something a long time, like one of the first youth sermons I ever heard you preach, and it's never left my head, so yeah. here's a little affirmation for you. All but right. <laughs> it says, like, if you love God so much, you'll not want to break his heart, you know, because you don't, right. like anybody you love, you don't want to make them upset. You don't yeah. want to break their heart. And so, like, for that question, that just brought me back to that moment. It's like, what are you expecting from Jesus? Oh, I expect to find, like, Love, peace, forgiveness, salvation, purpose, all that stuff. But like, because yeah. I love him so much, what can I do for yeah. him? You know, what does Jesus expect from me? I'm gonna do my best. Obviously, I'm never gonna be able to, but I'm gonna every day. I'm gonna live my best to sure. follow his statutes and stuff. So I don't know. That yeah. was just like something that my mind went to. It's no. like a follow up question. Yeah, yeah. It's no, good. and that, that's exactly it. I think I, you know, um, it's like if somebody defended you, saved you from terrible havoc because somebody was trying to come after you, hunting you. You know, and then all of a sudden someone jumps in between you and this perpetrator and this person trying to murder you and they fend them off and beat them off and mm. stuff. And then they're, you know, and they come and sit down next to you. The last thing on your mind is going to be, oh, let me punch this guy in the stomach who exactly. just defended me. And that's the same thing. Jesus came down from heaven to to deal with the one who wants to steal, kill, and destroy, to deal with sin that's enslaved you and and yes. fended it off, yes. beat it off, was victorious. And the last thing you ever want to do as a follower of Jesus is then to punch him in the stomach 
by living a sinful yeah. lifestyle yep. uh, perpetually on purpose, thinking because uh, abusing the gift of freedom that he gave you. Mm-hmm. And that was a thing from your story, uh, PT, that I got was the, the, the phrase, simple, simplified phrase of it is you came to church to appease man, but you left wanting to please God. Yeah, yeah. And, and dude, the, the thing that's been stuck in my head literally for years is is this um i will never be able to do anything to earn the grace of god but every day i want to live my life so that god looks at me and he says that his grace was well spent yeah and um and so you know he is more more than i could have ever hoped for more than i could ever imagine and because of who he is i live my life the way i live my life yeah because of his goodness and his mercy and the Bible is actually, you know, very clear. It says that that, that it is the kindness of the Lord that leads a man to repentance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and and I can say for my life, that's that's what it was. And and um and so I shared that story a little bit, and uh, and then, dude, I, I what happened next just really grips my heart. Yeah, yeah, we got to we got to do um, the baptisms and you know the public display of a mm-hmm. of a heart chosen uh to want to follow Jesus to in the watery grave as we say you go down and you come up and it's to symbolize the new you are reborn in Christ Jesus you are a new creation in him and uh, and it's a public declaration of, of that yep. faith and so that's always that's always wonderful and we so we got to hear some great testimonies oh, uh, I encourage you to definitely go back and watch the live service to hear some of the testimonies that we did get a chance to film uh, we might even post them on Facebook or something like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, some kind of social media. No, no. My favorite moment of the whole thing is the yeah. spontaneous baptism. Yes. When, oh, the yeah. guy, when the guy got in with a holster, on, yeah, on yeah. his belt, dude, had yeah. an empty holster. I was, like, I was like, is, that man unloaded to come up here yeah. and get baptized. I was, uh, yeah, I, I saw in. that too, and I was like, uh, oh, yeah. and, and then and then uh, we had a guy get in in work boots. Yep. Yeah, I, know, I was, I was, like, I was sitting there waiting for him. I was taking pictures. I was like, oh, let's slide them boots off. And he was just kaplunk nope, right in. I was like, in, amen, dude. brother. I was dude, like, it was awesome. Come man. on. Yeah. Uh, did you guys catch a part where I almost fell in face first? Did yeah, you I see, see that. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, oh, how that. hilarious would that have been? Oh, my god. I would have did my best to get it on picture and video. Oh, dude. Yeah. I would have laughed. <laughs> I would have been the first one laughing. Put that on the Fusion site. Yeah. He was so happy. He wanted to dunk himself again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get baptized again. Yeah. Dude. So, yeah, uh, you, you had the story of, like, of Lyle who, who yeah. you know, who came back to the Lord and, and is now, you know, violently fighting yeah. uh, glioblastoma. Um, uh, cancer of the brain. You had the story of, and his wife. She she wasn't a part, able to be a part of the video, but watching what God's doing in her as yeah. well as as abs- So we got to baptize them. Just a ton of amazing people, man. Because yeah. I, being the lead pastor here, I get to know these stories right. before they share them with other people. Yeah. Uh, one girl that got baptized. You guys don't know this, but um, one girl that got baptized. I was actually her youth pastor. Oh, okay. And, um, and so she came to youth and, um, and she told me about a family member. Um, I I don't know if I should. Yeah. I mean, she told me about a family member who was abusing another family member and I actually called the children's services. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And I never saw her again. Oh. And I always wondered what happened to her. And, um, and then she walks into fusion and I see her almost a decade later. Wow. And, um, wow, and you're she, old. 
how did we get a third mic? Like, where did the third mic even come from? Did we invite him? Casey brought it. Nobody asked him to be a part of this. Yes, I am old. I am old. Yes, that is ten years later for the record. Ten years later. Okay. Yep. So, um, and then she tells me like the rest of her story and and how like how she was actually also being abused and and it's her story to tell and and I hope she gets the chance to tell it, but. Yeah. And how God gave her the the courage to get out of that because yeah. I because of of that call to the children's services and things like that. And then she walks in here and and we run into each other and I'm like, Wow, what are you doing here? And 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 she that was the moment where she gave her life back to the Lord and and she got baptized. And wow. so just powerful, powerful stories. But that's awesome. But but the but the dad who wanted to, to be the spiritual leader of his house and has always hesitated yeah. to get baptized and jumped in wearing boots and everything. Powerful. It was yeah. just so mm-hmm. powerful. Um, watching uh, my daughter pray over her, her teacher who got, who got baptized. Powerful, powerful. And um, just, just watching what happened. And so all in told, there was like 25 people signed up. They all got baptized. And then another five people just out of the stands Went home wet, wet but obedient. Yeah, and um, and I just I was blown away by what God did, and and I can't wait to see what He has for the next week. This next week we start a series called "Win in Rome," mm. and um, just kind of studying chapter one right now. The Lord's laid some crazy things on my heart, and I, I just can't wait to share it. And so this Sunday, come ready to be challenged because uh, it's going to be a challenging word. Oh yeah. Yeah, Romans is whew, Romans is good. It's a uh, if you don't know Romans, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. As a Baptist preacher used to, <laughs> that I know uh, used to say, it's the it's probably the most laid out the- theological book that we got uh, as the church, and so it's a it's a one to definitely. So I I encourage you if uh, out there listeners that you know make sure you guys stay attentive uh, in this series and and dive in with it and I encourage you yeah be reading along Romans and come expecting and and in fact you know whenever PT is going over certain whatever uh, sections or however he's going to break it up but if you go to Romans 1 start reading Romans 1 now before you come to church so you already have the layout you know in your mind and uh, so just come prepared and come expecting but uh, but yeah, now Easter Sunday was amazing. Always love baptisms and uh, encouraging, and it's just good to see uh, and people of all ages too. You yeah. had you had older people, you had youth, you also had kids, and uh, and so it's just great to see the the people are latching on to the gospel and and every stage and age uh, of their life, and they're wanting to go after him with the time that they have left here on this earth. And yeah, man. it's beautiful. It's good, man. It's good. I it's what I it's what I always tell everybody. I'm like the ugly kid at prom. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. I was just so glad to be a part of that moment, dude. Yeah. Like we get to do this. Oh yeah. We get to do I stood at the end of this, I stood there talking to to Chad Salee. That's how you say the last name. <laughs> and uh and Casey's dad. And I just I was like, dude, we get to do this, man. Yeah. We get to be a part of this. Do you like I know he was wild when I growing up and I was wild growing up. And I'm like, dude, did you ever think we would get to be a part of this? Like, wow. Yeah. And um, and I hope that none of us ever lose that sense of wonder, because mm-hmm. God is more than you could ever hope for, more than you could ever imagine, and He's worthy of the highest praise we can give. Come Amen. on, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, hey, no. uh, it's been good to be back with you all yes. uh, this week, and we uh, we will be back uh, next week uh, with the When in Rome Part One. Part One. All right. Let's do it.